I was sick, I was silent, and I was stuck. And so I was sick with an eating disorder, anorexia, and I was anorexic starting in the 10th grade all the way up to my early 30s. So you all, I am almost 41. I know I don't look like it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was the sick part, but it caused me to be silent as well because I was suffering in silence. No one knew about it. And then, of course, being an African-American woman, that wasn't a thing that we did. So they said. And so then I was stuck. I was stuck in between uh, knowing my passion, knowing my purpose, and figuring out what is my position to play in life. And so one day I stood in the mirror at 80 pounds and I was just crying because I'm like, there has to be more to me than this. I don't wanna, I had to make the decision of do I wanna live or do I wanna die? I was literally addicted to losing weight. When I say I could not get skinny enough and I thrived on that. I lived in a two parent home, going to church, all of those amazing things, but no one knew. So I had my own secret. And so it was more so about having control over my life. So that's why I say I was sick, I was silent, and I was stuck because I was stuck in a box of perfectionism. And that was paralyzing me in every aspect of my life because I was waiting on that moment, waiting on that time, not realizing I was literally killing myself are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger-than-life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell, from the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews and today I've got live on the line Carlika. Carlika, are you there? Yes. Hi, Richard. How are you? Awesome. So glad to have you here. Um, and, you know, for those of you guys who've been following along with our um, our travels as we run this podcast, we are still in Florida. We've um, continued on from uh, Sarasota. We're back in Kissimmee for for uh, you know this post-election sort of stuff. And you said you were coming in from Georgia. Is that right? Yes, St. Mary's, Georgia. So it's a small town, not too big, but we're right at the Georgia border line. So I cross and see Welcome to Florida on 95 in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice and close to where we are. Uh, maybe we'll have to uh, stop by on our way up the East Coast this next summer and get coffee or something. That'd be cool. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Carlika, you are, I'm um, going to do a brief introduction for my audience who may not know you. You are a uh, motivational speaker, a life coach, and an accountability partner. And you are sort of the founder of the Effort Method, which is something we'll, I probably see we'll get to hear a little bit more about today. Um, so with, with that sort of brief introduction, why don't you start off by telling us what it is that you are known for? Um, what's your business like? Who do you serve? And what do you do for them? Okay, so for my business, um, thank you. First of all, let me say thank you to Richard for the opportunity to share with you all. And so, yes, I am a award-winning life coach. I won for the city of Jacksonville as the best life coach. So that was exciting. Um, I have cool. a nonprofit organization as well, and so Inc., which we serve women, um, empowering them to gain more awareness, visibility, and engagement. You all, we're in this virtual space. So Zoom is blowing up. Everyone's on it. Everyone's on social media 24-7 now. And so as entrepreneurs, if we're not creating an online presence, you're going to get lost in the sauce. No one's going to know that you exist. And if no one's knowing you exist, guess what? You're not probably making any money either. So that is my goal to help women gain more visibility. Um, and be accountable. Accountable. If you said you're going to write the book, I want dates. I want times. When is it going to be finished? And all of those things. And so that's who I serve. And I love it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I may have to uh, 
um, chat with you later about your nonprofit organization because I think our our uh, push button podcast agency might be really helpful for the women in your group. Um, so that's cool. So what I want to find out from you then is your origin story. How did you get into this type of business where you're helping women um, build their online presence and that kind of stuff? Um, you know, as we say on this show, every good comic book hero has an origin story. It's the thing that made them into the hero they are today. And we want to hear that story. Were you born a hero? Were you a bit by a radioactive spider that made you want to get into uh, into this brand building stuff? Um, or did you start in the, a job and eventually switch over to becoming an entrepreneur? Basically, where did you come from? So... Basically, I feel that everyone is born. There's a hero in everyone. You're born with something, right? However, you don't always exist as that. And so you go through this journey. And so for myself, I was born a hero. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. I was born a hero, but I had to go through a transformation to get to the place that I am now. And so I often say I was sick, I was silent, and I was stuck. And so I was sick with an eating disorder, anorexia, and I was anorexic starting in the 10th grade all the way up to my early 30s. So you all, I am almost 41. I know I don't look like it, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that was the sick part, but it caused me to be silent as well because I was suffering in silence. No one knew about it. And then, of course, being an African-American woman, that wasn't a thing that we did. So they said, and so then I was stuck. I was stuck in between uh, knowing my passion, knowing my purpose and figuring out what is my position to play in life. And so one day I stood in the mirror at 80 pounds and I was just crying because I'm like, there have to be more to me than this. I don't want to, I had to make the decision of do I want to live or do I want to die? I was literally addicted to losing weight. When I say I could not get skinny enough and I thrived on that. I lived in a two-parent home, going to church, all of those amazing things, but no one knew. So I had my own secret. And so it was more so about having control over my life. So that's why I say I was sick, I was silent, and I was stuck because I was stuck in a box of perfectionism. And that was paralyzing me in every aspect of my life because I was waiting on that moment, waiting on that time, not realizing I was literally killing myself, killing myself slowly. And so that's my origin. And so even with the nonprofit Inside Out, that's where I got the name from because I literally had to heal and come to terms with some things that that number one was a mental illness. Um, And that stigma over mental illness and all of those things, thankfully, is being birthed out even more in this day and age than back during that time with me. But um, Yeah, that's where Inside Out came from, because if I did not allow myself to heal, if I did not gain control and get more momentum over that area, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here. So that's my origin. That's why I say everyone has a hero in them, but you have to transform into it. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I um, mean, it's it's tough to overcome addiction. I know I've had some friends in that situation from, you know, everything from alcoholism to uh, to drugs, to eating disorders, and it's not an easy thing to overcome. So congratulations on that. I know it's something you'll probably struggle with the rest of your life, but you look very healthy now, as you mentioned a minute ago. Look, <laughs> you don't, look, even, you don't look your 41 years. Look, let me tell you, y'all, I'm in menopause, so you keep transitioning, right? I was thrown into menopause 10 years ago. So I've had some weight gain and different things, all from menopause, but um, we're bringing awareness to menopause even more, one woman at a time. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. So did you spend any time working in the corporate world or have you always been working in uh, as an entrepreneur? No. So um, I was an educator for seven years. And then um, I was like, okay, I'm a little tired of this part. So let me go into the hospital. And currently I'm not a full-time entrepreneur. I might as well be because as soon as I get off at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, you all, yes, I work the worst hours ever, 1 a.m. <laughs> till about 7.30, 8 o'clock as a um, histotechnologist. So I study tissue and diseases. I'm a science person. That's what my background is in, science, science, science. So um, that's why I thought this was really cool and exciting because I'm like, right, I've always thought I was this like superhero with all these magic potions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So I have a science background. Nice. So, so you're uh, you're sort of in the process of taking taking this and turning it into a full time gig. Yes, 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 yes. So once I'm off in the morning, I feel like I already do it full time because I pour so many hours. I have clients when I get off, um, and different things, and of course, interviewing and writing a book and doing all these different things. Richard, you better get you some sleep. You understand me? Um, I, y'all know. I have a baby at home. It, it, oh. It's 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 uh, it's rough. How old? How old is your baby? She is. She just turned twenty months. She's twenty months. She's one of four we have here. Oh wow! I have three, but mm, they don't keep me up. I have an eighteen-year-old, sixteen, and ten. So everyone's grown. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have a eleven-year-old, uh, a seven-year-old, one who's about to be four, who keeps coming into our bed in the middle of the night when she gets scared, and our eighteen-month-old who we just kicked out of our bed. And we're going through the rough, that rough transition. <laughs> I'm going to keep you all in prayer. <laughs> so you can yawn. You can write. We appreciate go, it. Go ahead and take your nap if you need to, because that sounds rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, it's the, uh, it's the constant never ending thing, but I'm really excited because once she's like solidly in her bed, it'll be the first time we haven't had a kid in our bed for seven years. So I'm like, really excited so you guys are the real superheroes at <laughs> <laughs> uh, least to those three babies yes yes that's why i say to mine but your yours are at the stage where they're still running up to you daddy 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 mine we we have to come into their space hey what's going on how's it going so we have to now we've transitioned you, are you still here yeah yeah Hey, what's yeah. going on? My, have- my three-year-old comes up every morning and he tells me that I gives me a hug and tells me I'm the best daddy ever. So I'm like, it doesn't even matter if I never sleep again. Good. And it is those moments that we have to enjoy. I'm all about maximizing my moments because I'm really busy. Um, my husband's really busy. I mean, he's a personal trainer. He works on the base. Um, but we make that time because I'm like, we have to maximize it. We have to maximize the moment, maximize the time. So, yeah, enjoying why they're still running up to you, and not just for money. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a couple of friends of mine who all of theirs are teenagers, uh, and it's it's interesting spending the weekend with them because I'm like, oh, this is what my life looks like in ten years. <laughs> uh, so, I know it's it's it, it'll it'll still be fun. It's a different stage, but I'm gonna miss this stage when it's gone. Yep. <laughs> Just all I say is like, we have a lot of pictures. So I just look at a lot of pictures at times like, oh, I remember when you were this small. Nope. I feel like I feel like I'm going to trade the lack of sleep from getting woken up by babies to the lack of sleep because I'm worrying about my teenagers and whatever it, it is they're it, doing with their lives. That's the transition. And so even when we're talking about superheroes and that power as parents, it's, it is, it's a different worry. So like my 18 year old, of course she drives and all of these different things. And I'm just like, oh my God, all right, be safe. Text me, call me when you get there, this, that, and the third. And it is, it's a different set of, it's a different set of worries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I remember, I remember I got in a, when I was like, when I was 17, I got in a fight with my mom, which I regret now, but I got in a fight with her because I didn't want to call her when I got places. I thought it was childish for me to call her and let her know that I got there safe. And it's funny because like now as a parent, I'm like, man, that was ridiculous. And I've, I've since apologized to my mother for that because like I totally get it <laughs> once you've grown up a bit. But man, when I was 17, I was like, you're cramping my style. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to be trying to ruin my life? <laughs> And it's like, no, yeah, I'm trying to make my life. She's like, she's like, all I'm asking is for you to call me and let me know that you made it there alive. That's it. That's it. That's what I say to mine. Yeah. I just want to make sure you made it. And what's funny is like now my wife and I four and four kids travel all the time. And to this mm-hmm. day, I still call or text my mom and be like, hey, we're leaving today. I'll let you know when we get where we're going safely because I know she worries. And you know what? My mom. Right. And I'm 35. And look, Richard, I'll be 41 next month and my mom lives in Virginia. And so when we go out of town or anywhere, she knows I I talk. I typically talk to her on my way in to work just because she's like, I just want to know that you made it there safe because of the time, you know, wee hours of the morning. But it's fine. I want to give her that comfort because with so many things that's always happening, you just never know. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you mentioned you uh, you you do a lot of science work and you do some other cool things. And you you have superpowers. One of the things we talk about on the show is your superpowers, right? And every iconic hero has a superpower. And you know whether that's a fancy flying suit made by genius intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky, or maybe in your case the ability to uh, detect all the diseases in human tissue or whatever it is. Heroes in the real world have what I call a zone of genius, which is either a skill or a set of skills that you were born with or you developed over time that really energize all your other skills. It's the common thread that sort of brings all of your your skill set and experience together. Um, and it's what sets you apart and allows you to help other people slay their villains and come out on top in their journeys. So that sort of framing, what do you think your superpower is? I think my superpower is just being able to really be so transparent and relatable to people. It doesn't matter what their background is. I'm a principal person, um, principles and motives. That's like my whole thing where we're all alike in some form or fashion. Like you said earlier, I may have been addicted to losing weight, but every one of us have had something. And so just bridging that gap of regardless of anyone's ethnicity, regardless of anyone's background, I've definitely been blessed just to say, hey, I'm just like you. And we're relatable in some form or fashion. So I'm thankful for that and being creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's that that ability to take your your experience and bridge the gap with someone else's life experience and show how you are, you know, we're living this sort of same story together. We have fellowship. Um, is it's how you it's like it's the base of relationships and it's how um it's also the base of persuasion, which you know, you're in the business of helping people get better results in their life right and that's all it all starts with you know internal persuasion like changing your actions yes and so you you uh sort of have to have that baseline skill in order to help people move and change and you do and sometimes people i say it is a superpower and a gift because sometimes people can't phantom trying to actually relate to that other person where you can almost physically and mentally put yourself in their place um yeah, that I mean, I it's, exactly. a, it's empathy as a superpower. If the yeah. uh, what do you call it? The um, to kill a mockingbird, you know, you really know a person when you can walk a mile in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And um, I said my one of my uh, my best friends and business partner, a lot of things is uh, uh, that's his superpower, too. And it's amazing where he can come at pretty much any situation from writing a sales letter to sitting down with someone to getting on a podcast like this and just immediately step into the other person's reality and look at the world through their eyes and really understand them. And that's a hard and rare skill. So it is. It's hard and is it can be draining at times too. It can be very emotionally yeah, yeah. draining at times too because sometimes you can almost literally feel someone's hurt and you're just like, whoa. Mm -hmm they're really hurting. Um, yeah, without it's also, you probably also have a really hard time being angry at people or having enemies because you can see the world from their eyes. Yep. Uh, I'm always analyzing. It, if, if I had to guess, it probably makes you obscenely optimistic, right? Someone pulls you off, you know, cuts you off on the road and your thought is they're probably rushing to get their wife to the hospital instead of <laughs> some other thing. Or I'm like, yep, they didn't probably leave early. So you can have the road. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm just like, you can have it. You yeah. can have it. I just want to get to my destination safe. You can have it. <laughs> so that is true. It, it, <laughs> I'm not an angry person. Most, most people are like, oh, my God, you're always happy. And I'm like, well, I'm alive. So, oh, you don't have any challenges? I do. I really do. I tell them often, I'm a real woman with real issues, but I come up with real solutions. I don't believe in staying stuck. I don't believe in repeating the problem. Let's get a solution. What are we going to do about it? Okay, it's time to move forward. That's it. <laughs> I, like, I like that. The I'm not a fan of repeating the problem. One of the things I tell my kids all the time is uh, the lesson is repeated until the lesson is learned. Right. So in in our current situation, it's the two year old who keeps climbing up on the thing we keep telling her not to climb up on and she keeps falling off of it uh, and hurting herself. And I'm like, babe, like this lesson is going to be repeated. You're going to continue to hurt yourself until you learn to stop doing it. <laughs> She's like, I'll get it one day. Not today, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> not today. I'm still <laughs> gonna push the boundaries and see what see how it goes. Yeah. I'm like, well, there you go. I mean, it's your <laughs> your body, your life, right? That's what they tell us. So if you want to continue to injure yourself doing this thing, I've told you many times not to do. Yeah, <laughs> you'll learn uh, eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, my favorite was my uh, she's seven now, but when she was two, um, mm-hmm. we were baking cookies. And you pull the cookies out of the oven, the pan is hot, right? And where she's standing there, she wants the cookie. And I'm like, don't touch that, it's hot. And, you know, I told her like three or four times it's hot. And she's looking at it going hot. And she couldn't help it. She reached out and tried to grab a cookie and burned her hand on the hot pan. And she's crying and she's going, hot, hot. And I'm like, yeah, now you understand. Right, yeah. That's but what it think, means. I mean, I guess think about it. Think about when we were maybe not even their age or even as adults how many times as an adult have we done the same thing (laughs) thinking that we're going to get some different results and then you're beating yourself up because it's just like oh my gosh i knew i shouldn't have did that i should have did this or i shouldn't have spent that money or i shouldn't have went that way Mm -hmm. think about the directions i'm sure your wife probably like don't go that way um we probably need to go that way and it's like no it's this way and then i'll just say you know what okay i went the wrong yeah yeah (laughs) Or, or when you uh, when you take that client on that you knew you shouldn't have and it goes poorly, you're like, dang it, shouldn't have done that, knew I shouldn't have done it, did it anyways. Uh, but eventually, eventually you learn your lesson, you start holding to your, uh, <laughs> holding to your standard, the standards you yeah. hold yourself to. Mm-hmm. So, so listen, the flip side of your superpower is your common enemy, right? Every superhero has an arch nemesis, right? It's a thing that they have to fight against in their world. Um, in the world of business, it takes a lot of forms, but generally speaking, we put it in the context of your clients, right? The people who hire you or come to you for help. Um, and it's a mindset or it's a flaw that you're constantly having to fight to overcome, right? So that you can help them actually get the result that they came to you for. Um, and, and so like if you had your magic wand and someone came to you and hired you or with, you know, in your audience and you could just bop them on the head with your magic wand and not have to deal with that and help them get their results better. What is that arch nemesis for you? It will be overthinking just overthinking literally okay i'm a planner by nature so i need a b c d i gotta plan all the way probably up to e a don't work okay go to the next one and so just overthinking and looking so far ahead was something that i've even had to tell myself hey pull back and even in my personal life enjoy the moment right here you're in this space right now. Enjoy this moment. Because my, my mind would be like, okay, I got this to do, this to do, this to do. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Right. So I would definitely say overthinking. I see that quite often, which to me, it paralyzes you big time. Because you're waiting to think, okay, well, if I do this and if I don't do that, but if I do this, then this may happen. So just the overthinking, even when you do it afraid or even take the leap, you can still end up overthinking that, oh, man. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have did this. And then I'm like, oh, well, F it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> so so I, I have to I have to completely agree with you on the overthinking thing. Just from like a, a personal experience standpoint, the thing that really changed um, changed a lot in our business was a realization that came from our travels. Um, and uh, we started traveling the first couple of months we were traveling. Um, my wife and I planned out like every day for several months in advance, like where we were going to be and what the things were and all the stuff and found out that planning even a few weeks in advance while you're traveling full time is very, very difficult, very stressful, and it never goes the way that you plan. Right. So you're like you plan something three, you know, two months out and then, you know, today you bust something on your rig and now you have to spend an extra two days fixing it. Everything has to be changed all the way down the line. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, very, very difficult to do that and very stressful. And we learned actually that it's a lot easier to just sort of know the direction that you want to go, um, and work towards that direction and have short-term plans. Right. And once was that, that sort of realization transitioned into my business and you realize, Hey, you know what? I know where I'm at and I know where I'm going and I need to worry about what's the next thing I need to get done. Like what's the next place that I need to get to. Um, instead of trying to plan out, you know, if I'm trying to go from California to New York, planning every stop along the way is not useful. But right. planning the trip from California to Las Vegas is useful. 
right? Because you can do that in an afternoon. You can get it done, and you can then you can step on, you know, work on the next thing, right? Getting from Vegas to I don't know Salt Lake City or something. Yeah. Um, and the same thing applies in your business. You're like, I'm here. I want to get there, right? I want to get all the way to New York with my business. Yeah. <laughs> but you just need to plan what's the next step, what's the next big win. Yeah. And I think if more if more entrepreneurs even took that aspect of it, then we wouldn't get so overwhelmed and get so frustrated, which causes us then to either put a, a long pause into things or either stop altogether. So that's what I do in my business too. Even though I may plan, I'm like, you know what? What's the next step? And because if I know, I know if I yeah. keep taking the steps where I want to be, I'm going to get there. And it's like even dealing with our GPS, you may put in an address for your destination. I'm sure traveling, you all have been in areas where the GPS just stops altogether. <laughs> so work. it's like, oh, okay. Or when you've had to use the GPS and it wants you made a wrong turn and it reroutes you. It's not that you're not going to get to your destination. It may have added a few minutes to it, or it may have been taking a few minutes off. So I love that concept. Just one step at a time. My husband often yeah, says yeah. Um, in his training, one rep, one step, one pound at a time. I said, right, one step, one rep, one pound at a time. And so I love that too. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of one of the things that's been really effective growing my business over the last many years has been learning how to be satisfied with accomplishing one thing a day. Yes. Um, and it it's it's interesting that trying to accomplish a bunch of things you don't get nothing kept my to... business stalled for a long, long time. Don't get anything done until I was like, you know what? I just need to figure out what's one thing I can do today. It doesn't even have to be big, right? Yep. I get that done and that's it. And then if I get other things done today, that's fine. But I got the one thing I needed to get done and move and on. I, I and those things what compound. I find, what I find with a lot of clients too, they feel like they're so stuck. And I'm just like, you're trying to do all the things. That's why you're stuck because you're trying to do 50 things and you haven't even mastered one. Um, <laughs> Take one thing and say, okay, this is what I'm going to work on today. And this is what I'm going to finish today. And they're like, oh, I said, because now you, you frustrated me I'm trying to do these 50 things. I said, I don't do 50 things. I said, whoever said multitasking was an amazing thing. I was like, they lied. Um, <laughs> certain things you cannot multitask on. I'm in a book anthology called Finally Free. And so yesterday I took, I said, you know what? I'm just sitting down and I'm going to write this chapter. End of discussion, no distractions. I sat down, wrote the chapter in less than an hour or so. A thousand words. I said, that's nothing but two pages. Just get it done. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's the nap time. <laughs> I like that. It just it got it done nap time. Yeah, ours is, uh, we got it done. Let's go to the pool or go to whatever area we're in and go enjoy something. Um, you know, go have a uh, meal in the local place. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. Speaking of, I was told the other day, and I'm curious your opinion on this, because you're from southern Georgia, that the south, like the, the U.S., the south, ends mm -hmm. at the Florida-Georgia line, and Florida doesn't count as the south. Do you do you agree? Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. <laughs> so originally I lived in, um, we lived in Virginia. So we've been here in Georgia now for eight years. So compared to Virginia, this to me is the South. I mean, I've probably yeah. seen more deer and hogs and stuff just roaming in the street and alligators and all these things than I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so anytime you can see an alligator in the middle of the road and he's not dead, to me, I'm in the South. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about your driving force, right? So, you know, the flip side of your uh, of your common enemy, um, your common enemy, something you fight against, is your driving force, is what you fight for, right? So Spider-Man, you know, he fights to save New York. Batman fights to save Gotham or Google. They fight to index and categorize all the world's information. Um, what I want to know is what is it that you fight for in your business, your mission, so to speak? Oh, my mission is definitely to empower more women, not to be silent. Um, I think as women, we have so many hats that we wear that a lot of times we put ourselves on the back burner 
Um, we put our kids, we put everything, our careers, everything is before us. And then one day we wake up and we're just like, whoa, what about me? I've done everything for everyone yeah. else. And then what about me? And allowing women just to be who they are, um, breaking down those barriers of those self-limiting beliefs, self-doubt, rejection, and overcoming those barriers and things that they had from their childhood that some of them, unfortunately, are still carrying um, in their late 40s and 50s. And it's just like, hey, it's time to let it go. You have to let it go so you can move forward. And so definitely I'm always fighting for that. I'm always fighting for women to share their stories because our stories are so important. They, they're someone else's hope. We went through it. So we're already done going through it. I've already went through the eating disorder. I'm not anorexic anymore. <laughs> so, but there is, yeah. a, a, there's another woman out there who may still be struggling. There's another woman out there who thinks that, Hey, this is the way I have, this is what I have to do. Um, to have more control over my life or whatever that looks like. So just fighting for them to speak up, stand up and show up, show up being authentically them and not having to waver that for anyone or any um, anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's an important thing, too, right? Because one, one of the things that uh, that cracks me up about my uh, um, I, I have a supplement business that we've run for a number of years. Okay. Um, and we sell multivitamins, you know, men's multivitamins, women's multivitamins, teens, children, prenatal, that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the things that that made me laugh about that business is that the best selling um, multivitamin is the prenatal vitamin and the worst selling multivitamin is the women's multi. Right. It's the hardest one to sell. Wow. Right. Because women are, you know, they're they're just so wired to take care of other people that they forget to take care of themselves until there's someone else inside of them that they have to take care of and then they start taking care of themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a hard thing. So um, it's, it's like you, ha you have to learn as, as a woman. And I know my wife has struggled with this and I got three daughters, so I got to help them learn how to do this as well is, is, you know, you have to learn to learn to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. Well, yeah. and I, I say that often where, I have to be mentally good. I have to be spiritually stable. I have to be emotionally and physically stable so that I can show up as a mom, as a wife, um, as a mentor, as a coach. I said, because if I'm not good, I'm not any good for anyone else. I tell yeah, my kids, that is. I tell people it's, it's, it's God and then it's me. Like I'm right under Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you have to you have to do that, right? And you um, and it's funny because you you know we say that's a it you know it's a problem that females have. It's a problem that everyone struggles with, right? We all tend to want you know for guys instead of putting other people first, a lot of times we put our work first, right? Yeah. We'll put um, you know accomplishments or other things before we'll put our own health first. Realizing that you know not realizing that if we don't show up healthy, if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't actually bring our best game, right? We can't actually come and actually you know do what we want. So it's something that 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 everyone struggles with in various ways, but you have to learn how to, uh, um, uh, you know, to, to quote scripture, Jesus comes out and he says, you know, what, what is it? The guy asks him, um, what are the greatest commandments? And he says to love the Lord, your God, and to love the neighbor, your neighbor is the, as you love yourself. love yourself. And the thing that I think most people miss from that is that it requires that you love yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're so, you're so right. Um, that I, I do believe men and women, we're, we're wired the same in so many ways. We just respond and act differently um, to things. So with men, right, they're, because they're so focused on supporting and making sure that their family have, and especially depending on your background, if your family struggled and different things. So my family struggled financially. So my husband and I, we move and shake a certain way because we refuse for the lights or something to be turned off because I've experienced that growing yeah. up. So it's like, I don't care if we need to go work four jobs. We're not sitting in the dark. Um, but that's just how we're, we're wired because in our mind, we're like, you know what? We have to make sure A, B, C, and D. And so when you say that, I'm like, right, most men, they support, support, support. And then they don't have that balance sometimes of, okay, yes, I'm a great provider, but I still need to be present. <laughs> so I think for yeah, most men, sometimes yeah. that be, that can be a hard balance for them. Um, 
And then for the women, it's like, hey, we, we, you know, we appreciate everything that you're doing to provide, but can you be a little more present? And then it's almost taken as if, well, you're ungrateful. No, we're not ungrateful. <laughs> we just it's want a, you. To it's a weird balancing act. We all, we all have to, we all have to learn how to do right. And it just, it takes, it takes a little bit of life and a little bit of experience to learn that you, you know you have to take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of others. And, you know, uh, it, it just, it sort of works both ways. Right. Um, on, uh, one of the things we talk about on this show all the time, um, just as a just sort of a blanket principle for life is you have to learn to give yourself what I call permission to play. Yes. Right. Um, which is the idea that, um, for whatever reason, culturally in America, we think that recreation is a reward for work well done. Right. Um, and we hold ourselves to high, such high standards that sometimes we never even give ourselves that permission. When in reality, recreation is a foundational requirement for doing good work. Right. Right. If you don't show up rested and taken care of, you're not going to be able to do the good work in the first place. Exactly. Uh, so I tell people all the time, you need to give yourself permission to play. Take the afternoon off. Go for a walk and hang out with your kids. Do whatever it is you like doing. Read a book. Crochet. My wife is into crocheting. Like, have something that's yours that you can step away from the providing yeah. or the caring for or the whatever and just take care of you. Yeah, uh, I love and, and that will bring you back to your work so you can actually provide the value that you were put here to provide. Exactly. Because it, it goes once again to that mind space when your mind have so when your mind is so boggled and you have either so much fog and just so many things, just life in general. I mean, just that routine of things. Sometimes we have to break up the routine, take that 15 minutes. I tell women all the time, I don't care if it's 10 minutes to yourself. I don't care if you have to close yourself in your bathroom and don't answer the kids at the door. They're not bleeding. They're not passing out. Ignore they the fingers me. under the door. <laughs> Mommy, daddy. Wait a minute. I said, because you need that so that you can just refresh yourself. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my, I, my wife uh, lets me have this to myself all the time, but it's like my morning shower is like my 10 minutes to self. No one's bothering me. It's like, that's I'm leaving. I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> and my wife's like, you take a long time. I'm like, it's my, it's my time to myself. <laughs> take a warm <laughs> shower. <laughs> Nobody can it. get to me. <laughs> uh, hey, so, we, have, we have to do what we have to do. My, my next question for you is uh is about is a more practical question right i call this our hero's tool belt and just like every superhero has a tool an awesome tool belt with cool gadgets like batteries and web slingers and laser eyes you know a big magical hammer um i want to talk to you about the top one or two tools that you couldn't live without in your business could be anything from your notepad for thinking your calendar for putting things together your marketing tools maybe something you use to actually help your clients with um anything you think is essential to getting your job done today Oh, my phone. I cannot go anywhere without my phone. <laughs> I need my phone and definitely my calendar. I Even I have friends who want to have like a console or anything. And I'm like, hey, here's the link. Put it in, get on the calendar because I'm telling you now, if it's not in here, it's going to get missed. <laughs> it is, And I have the calendar in my phone. Um, I use Acuity, which I definitely love. So it keeps me organized. But then I have a calendar on the wall that I'm writing stuff in there too. I'm like, okay, because I, ha I have a physical vis visual and then I have my phone. And so a few weeks ago, my phone would not charge. I thought I was going to lose it. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. So this Saturday just was going bananas. Okay. I had to drive into Jacksonville. That's about 20 minutes. Okay, no problem. Get to the bank, deposit some money, do all these different things. I'm in the line waiting for the bank because they're closed in the inside. I heard this loud pop on my car, the radiator. The car just started smoking. I said, oh my oh, goodness, no. this could not be happening today. What in the world? My husband is at his motorcycle class about an hour away, okay? I can let him know what's going on, but it's nothing he can do. I had to call my daughter, wake her up. Hey, I need you to come pick me up. And my phone wasn't charging. So I luckily I had took my seven-year-old's phone. I said, hey, I'm gonna just take your phone 
I'm so glad I did because that day would have went horrible, Richard. I'm telling you, I would have been, it was hot outside. It was hot and humid. I would have been walking up and down the road trying to find some, I had to go to T-Mobile and come to find out my port was corroded. And of course they're like, well, you can upgrade. I don't want to upgrade. There's nothing else wrong with the phone. They put it on a wireless charger. It, it was perfect. Thanks. I'll buy that. Thank you. My daughter had to come pick me up. I was just like, wow, this day. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that That's a couple funny. of Saturdays ago. <sighs> but so my phone, it's, uh, it's, my, it's, phone. my phone and the calendar. It's interesting too. Like because, uh, because the calendar is such a, it's such a, like a deep seated tool for entrepreneurs. Right, that ev everyone I talk to on the show just about is like my calendar. My calendar is the thing. And if I didn't have my calendar, my whole business would blow up in my face. Um, and you hear that from everyone from who's, you know, running solopreneur operations where it's just them to people who have huge teams of people. It's the calendar. The calendar is what makes the business go around. Um, and I think the reason that pops up so much is because like you were talking about is being present. It's very difficult to be present if you were trying to hold all of the things that you need to do at different times in your head. Yes. So in order to show up 100% for this thing, right, whether it's, you know, some event for your family or a meeting for work or a client okay. thing, I need to be able to know that everything else is on the calendar and taken care of so I can take this 15 minutes, this hour, this two hours or whatever it is and just commit to this and be present. Yep. Yep. And, and I have reminders. So I got like a 30 minute, then I put like 15 minute um, because you got to think about the time that I get in from work. So if I know I have something earlier in the day, I don't even come in and go to sleep because I'm like, I don't want to get in a deep sleep because I like to show up. I like to be present, like you said, being present. And if you didn't have that type of organization, it could cost you a lot of money. It could cost you a lot of clients and it can cause you to have yeah. a lot of bad reviews, too. Well, she didn't show up or he didn't show up. And well, they was X amount of minutes late and don't do business with them. Cause so I tell even people that I know, you don't get it on the calendar. I'm telling you now, it's going to be your fault that it didn't get done. <laughs> the calendar is the way. And I've, I've even had to like train some of my clients where I'm they're like, Hey, can we get on a call? I'm like, Nope, here's my calendar link. <laughs> yep. And, and you have to Cause... end up like initially I I would sometimes people that I knew I'm like oh, okay yeah then I was like no 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 here's the link because you have to train yourself even with people that you know to say no you got to follow these rules too these are my standards these are my business standards it's like um in the lab and stuff we have our SOPs to me it's I use that same concept even in my business these are my SOPs these are my standards of procedure here's the link <laughs> Yep, here's the link. You can hop on there. Right. Yeah. I haven't quite gone so far as to putting a little family option on my calendar link yet, but I've I've thought about it. Where like, you know, you've got well, the different event types on your calendar page to be like family. <laughs> I haven't because look, when it's I told like that my might husband, be a good idea. I told my husband one day, I said, Hey, let's sit down and um let's do lunch or whatever. And I said, so I had my phone out. I said, what day do you want to get on the calendar? He was like, I'm not getting on no calendar. <laughs> You're not putting me on a calendar. <laughs> I said, oh, so okay. What's, what's funny about that is what, what my wife and I do, and this might work for you, is I have my work calendar, and then we have a family calendar. Mm -hmm. And that's shared with her phone and my phone and the kids' you know, tablets and whatnot. Um, and all of my business stuff, it checks the family calendar for busy time stuff. So mm -hmm. it'll, so my wife knows that if she wants me to be available for something, she can go in and be like, Hey, on, you know, this Wednesday, we're going to go do something with the family and she'll drop an all day event on there. That's just busy. Right. For whatever. And then nothing can be booked on my calendar on that day. Um, or if she's like, Hey, we're going out to dinner or we're going to your mom's house for something like that. She'll just drop it on there for several hours and make sure it's marked as busy. And then like my calendar can't get filled up with other things. Right. And it's right. like my, my, my family's way to have, have a bit of control over, my calendar as well um so you know nobody else has ability but my wife and kids do <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Look, I agree. Well, my husband's just like, no, you're not putting me on the calendar. You're not. I said, well, we kind of have to because everyone in my house have different schedules. They have different things going on. You know, we're dealing with teenagers. So even the 10 year old, he has an agenda. So I'm like, hey, what's oh, yeah. on your agenda? let's check. So, yeah, I love it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm ready for them to have their own agendas. Like right now, like the agenda is, you know, whatever mom and dad want to do because they're all young. Um, yeah. but I assume that changes shortly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm though, thankful. Though, the thing I'm super out. excited about is like, we're, we're almost babysitting age with our oldest one. And that's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my kids are pretty much homebody kids. They don't really like going to other people's houses and all of these different things. So we're kind of blessed in that aspect. Now, when they want to go out or whatever, they typically hang with each other. So, yeah, I'm like, well, we ain't complaining. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of heroic tools, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about a tool we built that powers the Hero Show and is now this show's primary sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. And now back to the hero show. So I want to talk a little about about your uh, your own personal heroes then. Right. So every uh, every hero has their mentors. Right. You know, Frodo had Gandalf. Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi. Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Um, you know, Spider-Man even had his uncle Ben. So who were some of your heroes? Were they real life mentors, speakers, authors who were a couple years ahead of you, maybe uh, um, peers? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in your life? Oh, so years ahead would be definitely Les Brown. Um, he's like one of the top motivational speakers in the world and so I've always as even as a young girl said I'm going to be the next Les Brown I'm going to be the next Les Brown nice. <laughs> um for women um speakers and so I've always followed him um so I would definitely say that's definitely a hero um my husband my husband's a hero um he's a veteran and all those amazing things and through all the obstacles or different things that he may have endured as a, as a child and different things. Um, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. And he, I mean, he has to be, he puts up with me. <laughs> he puts up with me. So he have to be. And so, and I would definitely say my parents, because through the financial struggles and different things, what we did have was love. What we did have was, um, you wouldn't have been able to tell me that we were like kind of poor because we just did, it just didn't register until we got older. We was like, yeah. we poor. <laughs> um, but they they did their their best and we're thankful for because when I look at some of the our peers or different ones who maybe had the things. They really didn't understand who they were. They got bullied. So many other aspects that, yeah, you all they had the things. But that aspect of just being bold and just knowing who you are, um, my parents really instilled that in us. And so there's no way someone was going to bully us. Um, 
because <laughs> we were going to speak up. He wasn't getting ready to talk to us any kind of way and different things. And so, and lastly, I will say my children, because we, I've learned a lot from them. Um, yeah, you learn a lot from them. They, they keep you on your toes. They keep you as the, that is true. <laughs> um, and just in having the opportunity to be a parent, the opportunity to have that bond with them, even though they're teenagers now, the bond that we have even now for them willing to hang out with me and they're not embarrassed with me going anywhere with them and different things or vice versa. I think that's a blessing. And so they're my heroes. They, as sick as I was carrying them, they're definitely my heroes. Um, Cause <laughs> none of us should really be here. Like literally that's how sick I was with them. And so they're definitely my heroes. They, they're smart um, from the womb. I call them geniuses and they haven't proved anything else, nothing else, honorable students. And so, that's cool. yeah, my daughter's in college now and she had every school she applied to, she got accepted in scholarships. Um, so I can't complain, even as a parent, I said, those things that we instill in them, when they go out into the world, all we can do is say, hey, go do what you're called to do. Be you. You don't have to be anyone else except you. And so those those are definitely my heroes. Awesome. Yeah. And and it's always interesting to me hearing people talk about who their heroes are um, and how often it is a family member, a spouse, you know, a dad, an uncle, a mom, you know, or your children. And because they have such an impact on your life. Right. They uh, they make you a better version of yourself. Um, and, you know, I've got sort of this belief nowadays that uh, um, for just, you know, from my own experience in my life mm-hmm. and then other, you know, men that I've watched grow up is that it, that until until a man has has a wife and a child in his life, he doesn't ever really get to be like it changes him. Right? It turn, turns him into a completely different person that really understands that his life is really about helping someone else. And it changes you it does it does it it really does even being a a mom and like I said 10 years ago I had a hysterectomy so baby days are way over um but I'm thankful I can't comment on being a mom I've never been a mom but right (laughs) and you will never be a mom never (laughs) um but you're right just being parents in general it it changes you to have someone to look up to you and love you so unconditionally. They they know no wrong yeah. from you, yeah. especially at that age. They know you're their superhero. You can't do anything wrong. They, they will defend you, they, you know, and you're just like, hey, I got it. But they're going to defend you. They're going to yeah. make you laugh. They're going to make you a little upset. <laughs> I had a, uh, a mentor of mine when I was younger. Um, he was speaking on stage. So he wasn't talking to me, but it felt like he was talking to me. Um, he said, uh, "said your your kids one day are gonna have a hero." He's mm-hmm. like, "and if um, and he's like, it'd damn well better be you, right?" The implication being that they're gonna choose their heroes, and if you're not worthy of it, they're not gonna choose you. Not. They won't, <laughs> and they'll be blunt and honest about it too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and. And I think one of the most telling things that you about someone's success in life is their uh, their relationship to their children. So I agree. I I totally agree. And yeah. I'm thankful that people have the opportunity to restore and mend those relationships. I'm glad that I wasn't in the position where I had to restore relationships with my siblings or my parents or anything, and even with my own kids. Um, we try to just be open. Um, and be there. Just be a parent. I'm not trying to be your best friend. I'm just your. Pa- I'm your parent. You're gonna get on my nerves, and I'm gonna get on your nerves. <laughs> and that's okay. Yep. yep. So I'm not not here to be your friend. I'm here to turn you into a productive member of society. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe once you're a productive member of society, we can be friends. <laughs> right. Maybe. Uh, so. Maybe, maybe. No, my my mom and dad now are are, are all we're all really close, have good friendships, um, which is yeah. interesting, right? Because once you sort of 
transition from that hey i'm i'm working on turning you into a productive member of society to being a productive member of society the relationship shifts um and right. it's that's that's a fun aspect of of growing up is sort of going through that transition um i have sort of a uh what do you call it i look forward to it but i also am regretting the day or <laughs> you know i don't i don't i don't want it to happen i want to stay little and small forever but i know it's not going to happen yeah, and that's I, that's why I'll tell anyone just enjoy the moments, like enjoy them like never before. Because as long as they're here, they're gonna keep growing. They're gonna they'll do it like we did: get married eventually, move out, or not get married and still move out, or yeah. whatever the case may be. And it's just like it's hey. But I, I even with mine being a teenager, I enjoy the moment. There are times where I'll shut everything down. From work, no laptops, no nothing. I'm not on my phone doing any business transactions. I'm just like, I'm all y'all. Now, what what are we doing? And we we have we just have fun. <laughs> yep. My my kids right now are into Pokemon, so we have Pokemon night and you know, <laughs> learn to play the strategy game with them and take them to the tournaments and have a good time, right? <laughs> hey, hey. Our 10-year-old is a gamer. Um DVD like he's a gamer gamer and I'm just like yeah we're, I'm not really into that but if you want me to play with you so you can beat me because I don't know what I'm doing anyway <laughs> I'll try <laughs> I'll do it uh, <laughs> I'll embarrass <yeah>. myself <laughs> I I I was a gamer when I was his age so like I have skills to lean back on I haven't played in many years but like I pick up a game now and I can still hold my own against my son and he's like how are you so good at this, Dad? And I'm like, because I played video games for longer than you've been alive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>, what? <laughs> well, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, he's like, because he doesn't, he doesn't see me play much now, but you know, still got the skills. It's like riding a bike; you can pull him back out whenever you need him. Yeah, and you know, yep. sometimes your ten-year-old boy needs to have his ass handed to him in a video game just so he doesn't get too, uh, um, you know, in his own head. Yeah, so his dad and my husband, he'll play with them. And he's like, oh, oh. But then that gives us an opportunity to see where his sportsmanship is and everything. Like, it's a whole lesson afterwards. Like, so you got really upset over that. Well, I mean, he's been playing longer than I have. I'm just going to go read books. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what you want to do. That's funny. Go right ahead. But, but then we turn it into a life lesson because we want you to understand you're not going to win every single time. You have mm-hmm. to have good sportsmanship and all of those things. So everything is a, a lesson, some life lesson in there. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, I really wasn't that mad. Yes, you are. <laughs> and then yeah, he's my like, favorite thing is, uh, is like, I never, I never go easy on my son for any of the things that we play, you know, whether it's the Pokemon card game or video games. And it's because you know, he gets better and better. And we always talk about strategy and how to improve and what things can go on on the other side of it. Eventually he gets to the point where he can play, like he can beat me. And then I'm like, he, he's earned it. Like I didn't go easy on him and he feels really good about that. So, you know, I feel like we're on the right track with that stuff. My my husband (laughs) does that with a 10 year old and he was like, you know, I'm not just going to let you win. That's not what what we're here to do, but it it pushes him to the next time that they play. He's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to get you. Cause I've been practicing and I, I, I've learned some things and you didn't, Oh, you didn't know how to do that. Huh? You didn't know how to do it. But, and, but then he's like, daddy, let me show you how to do it. Let me teach you something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and that's where, where we're at. Some of these games, my son is getting to the point where he's like keeping up with me and I'm like, Oh man, give it a few more, you know, a little bit more time. And he's going to be beating me and you know, and I won't be able to win anymore. And that'll, that'll be okay. But at least I'll have taught him some lessons along the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> so as we uh, as we wrap up the interview, I want to talk a little bit about your guiding principles, right? And one of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code. For instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He only ever brings them to Arkham Asylum. Um, so again, here at the end of the interview, I want to talk about the top one or two principles that you use regularly in your life. Maybe something you wish you knew when you first started out on this hero's journey. Um... Not even when I first started out, I would say two things that I use all the time is connecting with people. I think in this 
online space, this digital world that we live in and different things, even pre-COVID, a lot of people still wasn't just connecting with people. And when I speak of connecting, not just saying, hey, we're, face we're friends on Facebook. Oh, you sent me a request. But actually taking the time to see how I can serve and support um, what they have, their movement, um, whatever they have going on. And so definitely connecting. And then the second thing would be building the relationship. It's not enough just to connect. We have to nurture, we have to build the relationship so that we can eventually, possibly form a partnership. And so, well, that's three things technically. <laughs> but those would be the three things <laughs> right there, connecting, building relationship to form a partnership where I think a lot of people have, I think during this time, more people have been able to do it even in a greater aspect. Um, connecting with more people from across all over the world because now we're in this space yeah, where yeah. we've had to slow down. We This is the way we've had to do things. And honestly, I don't believe it's going anywhere even when things get go back to where people are having more gatherings or whatever. It's still going to stay the same where, hey, this is a great way to connect. So I love connecting with people, but I want to take it a step further and say, okay, what is it that you do again? Who is it that you serve? Because then in my head, let me build my own Rolodex up. So if I know someone, oh, this someone said they needed this, I shouldn't have to go on the internet trying to research someone. I should already have someone in what I call my business Rolodex that I can refer someone to. So. Yeah. Yeah. Being a connector. Um, being a connector is such a powerful thing for growing your business, right? Because it's, it's interesting. A lot of times, at least I've seen this in my life, is you'll be remembered more for the powerful connections you've made for people than by the good work you've done for them. Right. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I've had people say, oh, I, well, I have gotten more referrals. I've gotten more referrals in my business from making good connections than I have from doing good work. Not that we don't do good work, we do great work. Um, but powerful connections lead to more referral partners than good work does. I agree. I agree. And I, and I wish more people grasped that concept only simply because I think mentally, some people think if I connect this person that I'm losing out and I'm like, you're not losing anything. If anything, you have more to gain in, in connecting. Mm -hmm. So I'm always trying to connect people with other people. Like, no, you need to connect with this person because they're doing some amazing things. And I can, I can see where you all have some similarities and you all can serve and support each other. And they're like, oh, well, really? Yeah, I'm not losing anything connecting you with someone. <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> well, that makes a, a really good transition for this last thing I do in all my interviews, right? The, uh, um, you know, speaking of connecting, I call this the hero's challenge. Um, and I finish every interview with this, um, and it's basically, it's, it's a selfish thing I do to help myself get access to stories I might never find on my own. But the question is simple. Do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story on our show? The first person that comes to mind for you. Oh, first person. List of people going through my head. <laughs> like, it's just like a whole ro Her Rolodex, right? Yeah, it just came in my head. So, quickly, a first person Clarissa. She's in Sweden. Um, <laughs> but she has an amazing um, entrepreneur story. Clarissa. Don't ask me this person. Right what, uh, what is it that she does? So she does, um, she's a coach and she's an expert in menopause. And so she's a uh, women empowerment and all of those things. So um, I just love her. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, we'll connect later and see if we can get Clarissa on the show. Um, but here for the last part of this episode in comic books, there's always the crowd at the end who cheers and claps for the hero for, you know, their acts of heroism. So as we close, what I want to do is find out where can people find you if they want your help in the future? Where can they light up the bat signal, so to speak, and say, hey, Carlika, where can, uh, can you can you come help us? Um, and I think more importantly than where they can do that is who are the right types of people to reach out um, and actually ask for your help? 
So if you are a new or aspiring um, female entrepreneur, I'm your person to come to. I am definitely the one if you want to increase your awareness, visibility, and engagement so that you can get seen, get heard, and get paid, then I'm your girl. Um, Because that's what it's all about, getting exposure. And so you can follow me on social media, Carlika Bass Knight Menendez. That's across LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, Carlika underscore Inso. That's I-N-S-O. And if you want to send an email, that's cbassknight at insoinc.net. And so I would love to connect with you all. Like I said, I love connecting with people because your story is for someone else. You went through it, but your story is for someone else. You're someone else hope. And I would love the opportunity so that you can get that exposure. Awesome. So um, we'll make sure that people reach, um, have that, those links in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to Carlika, you can. Um, and Carlika, do you have any uh, final words of wisdom for our audience before we hit the stop record button here? Hey, look, you all just get up, get moving and show up, show up number one for yourself so that you can show up for your community, your audience, but show up, stand up and whatever you do, don't be silent and speak up. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Carlique. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you.